0: Tainan has begun rationing its water supply by lowering the water pressure at certain times of the day. The move comes amid poor rainfall in the area, which has triggered a yellow water alert in the city. On Monday, President Tsai Ing-wen headed to Kaohsiung to inspect the situation and urged the general public to conserve water.
1: She added that the central government had already made plans with the city government to ensure a stable water supply even with limited precipitation. Let's hear from her.
2: We are strengthening the water supply to combat water shortages. Through regional governance, we can share and better regulate water resources so that southern Taiwan can get a stable water supply before the rainy season. There hasn't been any heavy rain at Zengwen Reservoir since August 2021. Here in Kaohsiung, the supply relies on the Gaoping River from Jiayi, Tainan, Kaohsiung, and Pingdong. We can use our shared resources and make permanent plans.
1: Water levels at Baihe Reservoir and Zengwen Reservoir in Tainan are both under 25% capacity. Levels at Wushantou and Nanhua and Agongtian are all stable. Localities in southern Taiwan have taken action to share their water resources. Over in Kaohsiung, 11 wells are being set up which will be able to provide 47,000 tons of water daily by the end of the month. Efforts continue in Taiwan to get donations packed and shipped over to Turkey to be distributed among earthquake survivors. Volunteers and soldiers are working together on packing thousands of boxes to send to the disaster area.
0: In addition, 17.6 tons of supplies were sent away in an EVA Air charter flight on Monday. An NGO representative says it's the first time that charter flights are used for humanitarian purposes in Taiwan.
3: Volunteers go through the boxes, weighing them and piling them up. They are all filled with donations bound for Turkey. Soldiers then wrap up the boxes and load them onto a truck. From Monday to Wednesday, 30 soldiers will be operating 10 trucks to deliver more than 2,000 boxes of donations to Taoyuan International Airport every day. Turkish
2: Airlines will then transport the goods to Turkey to give to earthquake survivors. Until Wednesday, we will be operating about 20 delivery truck services to deliver the donations quickly and safely to the airport. We have about three days' worth of goods to pack. Today, the military is helping take them to the warehouses of Turkish Airlines.
3: No more donations are being accepted, but there are still plenty of boxes to pack. From Friday to Sunday, more than 8,000 boxes were processed, and there is still about 9,000 left to sort and transport. Government and private agencies have teamed up to get it all done as fast as possible. Containers are loaded onto the cargo hold of this plane, which took off at 10 a.m. for Turkey. This EVA air charter flight is set to bring back a first batch of search and rescue personnel to Taiwan. On its outbound trip, the empty hold was loaded with 17.6 tons of donations from NGOs.
2: EVA
4: Airlines and the five comes together so they support Turkey now. We really appreciate their help.
2: If there is a disaster abroad, we assist the National Fire Agency to send search and rescue teams as quickly and as efficiently as possible. This is the first time using a charter flight. The Taiwan Foundation for Disaster
3: Relief says this time it's coordinated a charter flight to help with the humanitarian missions. With Taiwan sending personnel, donations, funds and plenty of love, it is once again showing the world that Taiwan can help.
0: The Taiwan center in the southern Turkish town of Rehanli on the border with Syria offers food, shelter and classes for Syrian survivors of war.
1: Now the center is also offering respite for survivors of last week's 7.8 magnitude earthquake. The scene elsewhere in Turkey is a somber one amid rescue and recovery efforts. But at the Taiwan center, there are smiles all around.
3: Children kick a soccer ball in a courtyard. This is the Taiwan center in Turkey's Reyhanli city. Approached by a reporter from Taiwan, the kids are not the slightest bit shy. They gather around the camera to answer questions. Messi. 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 Ronaldo,
5: Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Messi.
3: Messi? asked about their favorite soccer player they are split into two camps of opinion the center has served as a source of respite for those fleeing war in syria it has also acted as a makeshift community college for syrian women and a place for syrian mothers and children to engage in social interaction
2: the center's walls were built using strong materials that can withstand wars so its walls are sturdy and stood up to turkey's recent major earthquake Therefore, the center has served as a shelter in recent days for earthquake survivors. That you see upstairs, it's very elastic, so it will not be affected by the earthquake. So the people find that this place is very safe, so they come and uh, stay here. (laughs) (laughs) We invite women to come here and study weaving, and the products they weave are sold by weight. For these women, it's a way to support themselves and a way to gain self-worth. Staff
3: at the Taiwan Center were concerned after people flooded in following the earthquake that they would run out of supplies. Fortunately, more supplies arrived on February 11th, temporarily averting crisis.
2: Water, uh, pasta, uh, I mean spaghetti, uh,
3: also bread, uh, milk, diapers for babies and many, many other things. Thank you very much. Also oh, Recovery following Turkey's major earthquake this month has only just begun, but Turks at the Taiwan Center have smiles on their faces and a positive attitude.
1: The annual 228 Incident commemorative event in Taipei is usually held with the cooperation of Taipei City. That cooperation came under fire once during the tenure of former Mayor Wen-je, and is now at the heart of controversy once again under Mayor Jiang Wanan. Jiang is the descendant of authoritarian-era leader Jiang Kai-shek, and the events organizer says that means his participation is inappropriate.:
0: Meanwhile, one Taipei city councilor from the Social Democratic Party says that if Chang truly wants to demonstrate his concern, that he should remove symbols of authoritarianism from the city. <laughs>
2: For the most part, we decided this after he was elected. He is a descendant of a perpetrator. The families of the victims of the two-to-eight incident are still brooding. How could victims and perpetrators hold an event like this together? This is an issue that I have been very concerned about. So last week, the Cultural Affairs Bureau also helped arrange for me to meet with the families of the victims. I listen to their hopes and thoughts. I will continue to listen with my heart and to face the family members calmly. I will do what I can at the municipal level and not evade this issue. He has only met with four families, which is not enough. So I feel he should work harder on this issue. The most basic thing he should do is to have the symbols of authoritarianism in public spaces in Taipei removed according to the law. If the mayor says he is sorry but is actually still using taxpayer resources to worship a dictator, then of course the pain in the victim's hearts will never be healed. He puts aside what he should do. He says he cares, but it's just a political performance.
0: Since 2015, former Taipei mayor Ke Wenzhe had been invited to attend the event nearly every year, with exception of 2021. That year, Ko had asked former president Ma ying to join him at the event, which angered the organizer, ending their cooperation with the city. This year, Taipei's mayor is again under fire from the organizer, showing that some wounds are not so easily healed by time. Two brothers from Taoyuan are serving alongside each other as borough chiefs in the city. The younger of the two, Gao Songtai, is already in his fourth term, while his older brother, Gao Chen Yang, is a freshman in local politics.
1: He became inspired by his brother's work during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now the pair say they plan to work together to increase resources for local residents.
5: The local elections in Taoyuan last year saw lots of political newbies run for office. Among them was a man inspired by his younger brother, who was already a local borough chief.
2: Lots of people told me that there were no welfare policies for the care of older people, and lots of work wasn't getting done. I thought it would be better if I jumped to my feet and started getting to work for people. Because I grew up here and I know lots of people, so I can gather people's energy quickly.
5: Brothers Gao Cheng Yang and Gao Sung Tai are now both borough chiefs, serving boroughs just three kilometres apart in Taoyuan. But the voting demographics and administrative issues in the two boroughs are quite different.
2: He just asked me what I was doing and what I was working on, but he was watching me serve as borough chief for four years. He was also in my patrol squad and in my working group, so he pretty much knew that there was lots to be done.
5: Gao Chung works in vector control and was involved in disinfection in his brother's borough during the height of the pandemic. It was that experience of public service that inspired him to run for election himself. His younger brother offered up this piece of advice.
2: As a borough chief, you must remember to turn the other cheek. I saw quite a lot through accompanying my brother, like someone had lost their bird and needed help finding it.
5: Although their burrows are not next door, the two brothers will now have lots of chances to
0: cooperate and make their work even more effective. Representative to the U.S., Shelby Kim, says relations with Washington are strong and that cross-party support for Taiwan is high. Despite threats from China, U.S. congressional representatives remain highly interested in visiting Taiwan, she said.
1: Meanwhile, Nikkei Asia reported on Sunday that the head of a U.S. House committee on strategic competition with China is mulling over a Taiwan visit. The report said the visit is meant to demonstrate that the U.S. stands with Taiwan
2: i'm feeling at home today i spent many years of my life at the legislative yuan four terms in total i'm very happy to see some of my old colleagues today on the last day of her trip home to taiwan to debrief the government
3: representative to the u.s xiaobi kim held a closed-door luncheon with the legislature's foreign affairs and national defense committee to report on the state of taiwan u.s relations in a recent interview with Nikkei asia U.S. Republican Representative Rob Whitman said that he and other members of the House Committee on U.S.-China Competition are mulling a Taiwan trip. Whitman said that he was aware that such a trip would infuriate Beijing, but that he felt it was incredibly important to show the U.S. is strongly on Taiwan's side.
2: The delegation might hold a field hearing in Taiwan, he said. U.S. members of Congress are all highly interested in visiting Taiwan. Over the past year, there have been more than 30 congressional representatives who've made the trip to Taiwan, and I'm sure that number will grow in the future. Everyone is very concerned about Taiwan and is very supportive of Taiwan. Those of us at the representative office in the U.S. will continue to work with individual congress members and will make arrangements for those who wish to visit Taiwan. Xiao
3: emphasized that more U.S. delegations will visit Taiwan in the future, and that regardless of threats from China, U.S. Congress members will continue to support Taiwan. Established last month, the House Committee on Strategic Competition between the U.S. and China was the brainchild of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The committee is chaired by Republican Representative Mike Gallagher, who is known for his hawkish stance on China. The committee comprises 13 Republican and 11 Democrat members who are highly focused on threats presented to the U.S. by Chinese actions.
2: It reflects Washington's concern over China's rise and the global expansion of China's authoritarianism. This committee can share its ideas on a number of things, which can in turn result in legislative proposals by a number of other committees. So I don't think we should underestimate the influence that this House committee has.
3: Following the appearance of a spy balloon in U.S. airspace in February, U.S.-China relations have been tense. U.S.-Taiwan relations have been continuously improving.
1: Taiwan reported 12,397 local COVID infections on Monday, marking the 10th day in a row of falling caseloads. The CECC on Monday said it's considering removing isolation periods for people who catch COVID and experience just mild symptoms.
0: Currently, the rules are that infected people must self-isolate for at least five days. The matter has yet to be discussed with a panel of experts. Health officials say they currently have two main missions, besides relaxing isolation rules for mild COVID patients. One of them is boosting immunization with next-generation vaccines by gathering information and opinions from different localities to come up with a new inoculation plan. The other is the redefining the rules for reporting daily infections to be just severe COVID patients. Indian photographer Mayank Tiwari moved to Taiwan with his wife after she got a job at a local research institution. At first, he didn't know much about the island, but with a camera in hand and plenty of wanderlust, he has acquired an eye for the local scenery.
1: From pictures of landscapes, buildings, fauna and flora, Tiwari says he hopes his artworks can get more Indian people to learn about Taiwan. His works are now on display at an Indian restaurant in Taoyuan. Hi, my name is Mayank.
2: Mayank Tiwari greets his Taiwanese audience behind the camera. On the wall are some of his works, including photographs of Taipei 101 and Pagoda at Sun Moon Lake and a green sea turtle at Liuqiu Island. He's gone everywhere in Taiwan, capturing his favorite moments. I knew there is a place, but I was not really aware of what Taiwan is and uh, you know, all of these things. And like I said, when my wife got the job, I explored about it, I, I
1: Googled about it, and uh, uh, I was
2: fascinated. Tiwari is an Indian aerial photographer who moved to Taiwan with his wife, where she got a job at Academia Seneca. After coming here, he made a habit of taking his camera and tripod around with him in his travels, capturing interesting architectural styles, cultural traditions, and daily life all around Taiwan. Now his works are on show at a popular Indian restaurant in Taoyuan, showing diners just how beautiful Taiwan can be. But I uh, decided to explore the opportunity, and I explored Taiwan uh, more regressively. I went on scooter, I did solo trip, I did friend trip with my friends, my wife."
3: If people in India see the pictures that he took in Taiwan, they might want to come and visit. Taiwan is fantastic, it's beautiful. So through this, people from
2: both countries could get to know each other and have fun together. Tiwari says he hopes his photographs will let more Indian people understand Taiwan. He says he looks forward to seeing a Taiwanese photographer go to his home country and do the same, to build a stronger friendship between the two sides.
0: Nantou is one of Taiwan's most beautiful counties. The mountainous district is especially famous for seas of springtime flowers.
1: February is the perfect time for viewing cherry blossoms, and there are several spots you can visit today to enjoy a view of pink flowers in every direction. There's even a hillside with a path through the cherry trees that's shaped like a perfect letter Z.
2: A drone floats in the sky above a sea of cherry blossoms. Tourists weave up a zigzagging hillside path among the trees. It's like walking into a painting.
3: The East Asian cherries are coming to an end right now, but coming up next will be the Yae
2: Sakura, the Chunhan Cherry, and the Taiwanese Showa Sakura. This tea plantation covered in cherry trees is located in Nanto Xinyi Township at 1,400 meters above sea level. The trees line the hillside and the zigzagging cherry viewing pathway is a major attraction.
3: When I first sent a drone up, The path looked like a Z-shape, then lots of internet celebrities came to film here and helped
2: us advertise. Visitors can also visit the viewing platform and look out over a spectacular range of mountains or stroll through the maze of flower-lined pathways.
3: I think the best thing is the horizons. There are seas of flowers in all
2: directions, so right now I love it here. Meanwhile, another cherry viewing spot in Yi at Cao Park. Many flower lovers come here to enjoy the thousands of cherries and plum blossoms. The cherry season will continue until early March.
1: And now to the world of farming. Just how big do you think a sweet potato can grow? One amateur farmer in Yi County grew a prized sweet potato this winter.
0: Chen Wanfa was amazed to see one of his potatoes grow to 30 times the normal size. But, whatever should be done with a potato so big, and just how many kilos did it weigh? Let's get to the scales to check. (laughs) This is the prized potato.
4: And what do the scales say? It's a whopping 13 kilograms. (laughs) And this is Chen Wanfa, who grew the monster. Post-retirement, Farming is his hobby. First, he grew Tainong Number 57 potatoes, and in recent years he switched to Japanese sweet potatoes. A typical sweet potato weighs just 150 grams, so he was flabbergasted when this mutant started poking through the soil.
2: This is the first sweet potato of this size to ever be grown since we started farming in Budai. You could say that you'd be lucky to get one this big in 100 years. It's 30 or 40 times the size of a normal potato. It's the champion for this year. We don't have any means of evaluating it nationally, but we are saying that this is the number one largest sweet potato in Budai Township. It really looks like a wax
4: apple as well. (laughs) Chen's mother was very amused to see such a giant come out of the family's land. And neighbors from around the town agree, this is the biggest sweet potato they've ever seen. The only thing is, the crop is not exactly a mega money spinner. What's the best use for a prized potato like this? Chen says it's obvious, they're going to eat it.
2: A glassy purple light extends as far as the eye can see. The dreamy landscape is shining on none other than a field of Manchurian wild rice. The glow is coming from countless LED lights pointed at the emerald fields of rice. Every day, as the sun sets and the street lamps light up, this digital aurora turns on.
5: The main thing Manchurian wild rice needs to grow is red and blue light. So that's why you can see these lights have a slightly purplish color.
2: Puli's wild rice is famous all across Taiwan. There are 1,600 hectares of it planted here. In order to harvest it continuously year round, farmers relied on ample sunlight and high pressure sodium lamps at night. But light pollution and power costs were serious drawbacks, so they switched to these LED lights to replace traditional sodium lamps. They save a significant amount of power, have lower carbon emissions, and save farmers money. <laughs>
5: One LED light is equivalent to five or six high-pressure sodium lamps. The power costs 13,500 NT. It saves energy and carbon, so it's an excellent project.
2: The energy-saving purple LEDs not only help produce Manchurian wild rice all year long, they also provide a romantic evening glow for the Puli Basin.